I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Horror Hive. Today's episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Free shit is always kind of suspect, but free sex shit is always good. You guys have heard us talk about Adam and Eve all the time. It's the site that will spice up your bedroom and we're going to give you almost 50% off of anything you want. Things that I've personally bought from adamandeve.com or the anal training booty camp, their butt dilators. Going to keep it 100 with you. They were a little too much for my asshole, but I mean, if you're more advanced, bitch, get it. Um, Bitch, nigga, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Also, I got the, uh, what was it called? The hemp massage oil. Fucking amazing in lavender. I be giving my little massages and trying to act like I'm lit. And I also buy hella lingerie on there and it also comes at half off. So if you enter the code WD50 at checkout, you're going to get 10 free gifts from them. A sexy gift for him, a sexy gift for her, and a third item you're both going to enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Now, you guys have heard me say I don't have a DVD player, but you guys do have offices. You have laptops. You know what I'm saying? Xboxes. play. Do those still take disc things? Yes. Okay, we lit out here. So, bitch, fucking pop the shit open and pop that pussy open. Go to adamandeve.com, enter the code WD50, go check out their website. They have a bunch of dope shit. And let's get on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Horrible Decisions. This is your girl Mandy B, aka Pet Nassian, aka Debt Bitch, aka Full Core Pumps, aka I don't know, Peg Ryan. I don't y'all done giving me all these <laughs> little additional names that I love every time I go online. And I'm sitting across from a co-host. Hi, I'm Wheezy. Today's a really special episode. Why? I'm excited. Not because it's gay. Not because it's God. But because I had to rush, my nigga. I really only did it for you. <laughs> uh, Are you serious? Let me just nah, explain she, my she fucking really day, wanted, bro. She literally was about to move your recording to... 11 p.m. I said, this nigga flew in here. So I said, I missed my initial flight. It's crazy. Get to the airport. The flight's delayed by two hours. So I go to the Sky Lounge, chill in, whatever. Come to find out, they pushed back to the original time. Had 10 fucking minutes. Missed that flight. Try to get another flight. That was pushed. Going through TSA, a dog bites a woman 
This is no fucking lie, nigga. I was like, yo, maybe I'm going to die on the plane today. Maybe I shouldn't do this, right? So then I go back out, try to book another flight on the airline, but it leaves in 20 minutes. So I Uber, get an Uber driver to take my checked bag and send it to my fucking mom's house. Because I was like, that's the way I'll make the flight. Missed that flight. Got the last flight that I could from Orlando to LaGuardia. And I was so stressed out that I would miss you. Yeah, so- I felt like it was just going to be such an important episode and so necessary. And I know people are going to be upset. And I just am so ready for this. <sighs> I'm super ready for this. So if you guys are wondering why we think this episode is so controversial, controversial, you probably saw it in the title. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to name this shit Yay, yet. bastard! But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be kind of controversial. So I am sitting next to... Actually, I would say we're, we're damn near friends now. Yeah. Yes, this is my friend. I met you um, through recording on the Grapevine, and we've had a lot of conversations. And the last time I recorded Grapevine, we, we talked a lot that day. We did. And I said, you're what? You do what? <laughs> we started talking about your book. We did a whole lot of talking. But go ahead and introduce yourself and why I was so prevalent with having you on this goddamn show. Cool. So I am Corey L. Scott. Y'all gonna ask me that later for my social media stuff. It's all the same. I like myself a lot, so I name <laughs> everything after me. Okay, Corey L. Scott. Let's go follow. Um, so I am the lead pastor of Transformers Church Chicago. Yes. Um, and I do a bunch of different stuff, but Mandy and I, of course, met on the Grapevine, where I'm a panelist and do some other stuff. Yes. So, um, I know we haven't yet really delved into the religion and sex topic as okay. we really wanted to. Um, and I'm really Spell excited. Spell Coryell Scott for me. C-O-R-Y-L-S-C-O-T-T. Got it. And I'm, I'm just really excited because not only are you in the church um, yeah. as a pastor, but you kind of go against what we would see, deem as the normal righteous pastor um, because you are gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh. God, this is so normal for me. Like, this is, this would make me go to church. Yes. So, I, <clears throat> Let me level set a little bit. Yes. So I am gay, of course. <laughs> like, there's no questions about that. Um, so anybody that sees my photos and wants to, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know what I like. Every time a man touches my body, I thank God again. <laughs> um. That he didn't have this. Listen, and maybe just, he does. It's just something. I, I, ha! Thank you. Oh God. <laughs> so um, I want to before we get into this yeah. whole conversation because a lot of today's episode is going to question yes. the Bible, um, which is fine. We are going to discuss how he how maybe one can interpret the Bible differently, cool. and we are going to have the conversation of sex, virginity kink cool. and all of these things as they pertain to the church and religion um and so before we start um something that maybe Weezy and i have maybe gracefully passed um was our religious backgrounds so i want to start before we get into the conversation and say a little bit about my background okay um with church and then Weezy will go ahead and share hers as well <clears throat> so when i was growing up i i did grow up as a protestant um, so Christian belief, I did go to church with my grandparents. I did go to church on Sundays with my mom. Um, and when I was in elementary and middle school, I actually was a part of missions. Go ahead. So Save I did. Souls. I did go to church every Wednesday. 
Um, this was kind of like a Bible study that we had from about 6 p.m. to 8.30. Um, and I had a little sash. Every time I memorized a certain scripture in the Bible, I got a sash. I had to wear a white collar polo shirt with a blue skirt and white sneakers. Um, I went to Calvary Assembly in Orlando, Florida. Um, and... I helped my mom. My mom was a part of a lot of things that went on in the church. Um, Joyce Myers came one time, and I remember we spent our whole weekend helping serve food for Joyce Myers. My mom was in love, not that way, but with T.D. Jakes. So my mom read T.D. Jakes books. I grew up watching T.D. Jakes on TV. Um, And it wasn't until maybe about my high school year that church kind of dwindled down more into for holidays. So Easter, we went. We made sure we went um, for Christmas. Um, I was even the the bell in the Christmas play. Go ahead. You got a ring. Oh, yeah. No. So it's crazy because I now identify as non-religious. Okay. I don't believe in the Jesus Christ that I grew up being told I should believe. He does not look the way I was told he should believe. And in my mind now, as an adult, um, I do not go to church. I do not read the Bible. I do not worship. And I currently believe in a higher power. I believe in faith, but not God. Um, I believe in a God, but not Jesus Christ. And so um, in terms of how I even question religion with myself, it's just like I don't conform to that. Um, But I thought it was important for you guys to know that I actually did grow up in the church. And that was a part of my life growing up. And so for you guys to see me now as a 29-year-old woman, that is no longer my case. So this may resonate with a lot of you. Um, Weezy, what about you? How did you I feel like they're about to be like, these bitches got no guys. That's why they got the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) So um, most of you know I'm black and Israeli. My father is super Jew. So when marrying someone who's Jewish, you have to convert. So my mom converted. My mother is the black one. And uh, <laughs> you didn't catch on from a few episodes back. Um, I grew up going to the synagogue, mainly high holiday Jew. If you guys have ever heard that term, yeah. Rosh Hashanah, Passover, etc. Um, but I think that the reason I never got to deeply invest in Judaism was because I watched how they treated my mom. Um, I grew up, was born in San Fran. Um, then we moved to Miami and then Orlando. And every synagogue was just kind of like this very shady thing. It was really hard and non-inclusive because I didn't speak Hebrew. My dad tried to teach me, but there was nobody to like talk me, talk back with me Hebrew. Um, so as I got older, like 12, 13, my mom and I started going to church together, but sneaking <sighs> because oh, she really wanted, she missed church and she missed it how she knew. So we went with my aunt, rest in peace, and my grandma, me and my mom to New Destiny. Um, and I loved it. But I think that as I got into later teens, I realized I was only using God when things were bad. My mom got really sick, and it was like that's when I felt like God was necessary. And then bad things would happen, and I felt like, okay, well, he's not helping me. And, of course, it's the questioning, is God real? Um, Not to mention getting into my sexuality um, and realizing that it wasn't accepted, right? Because I was dating a girl, and loved women so I know <laughs> thought I was right. really going to hell burn it with gasoline draws so, I mean but that's just because I, I think me no and Weezy will get me burned <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. so uh, in my early 20s I started looking into Buddhism because I felt like religion was here to kind of keep everybody in check and 
I needed to figure out how to not live a lawless life, but what's going to keep my karma bank full. And I really believe that because I've made efforts to try to be good, that I receive it back. So I don't know if it's a God or anyone who wants me to do it, but I mean, I just genuinely try to make efforts in my life um, that are for people that aren't me. For no one who can help me. And so because I do that, I think that's why I've been so blessed. Um, but I don't believe in a God, um, mainly because I I think that as I've grown to learn many religions, I see how judgy everyone's been on theirs. And then a Hindu, of course, with many gods. And I feel like all these people can't be wrong. So... That makes sense. Yeah, so... so I, I want to know how... I did get high, though. But, I figured um, out Mother Nature's God. We're actually, um, when we get into the horrible decision and, and really dive into your background, um, I definitely want to ask you um, how you grew up and, and things like that. We're going to deep dive into that later on in the show. Um, I did want to get into our vanilla shit. So for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time and came on here to listen to Corey L. Scott, um, we're going to talk now. This is this comes from the New York Times. Our vanilla shit, by the way, is sex in the news. Um, and we just had Reezy and Sid on our podcast from the Unofficial Expert Podcast. Love them. And we talked about kind of our take on the T.I. situation. So according to NewYorkTimes.com, after the rapper T.I.'s remarks, New York may ban virginity tests. Legislation was introduced after the rapper said he subjects his daughter to a yearly hymen exam, sparking outrage on social media. State lawmakers are considering barring doctors from from performing so-called virginity testing after widespread backlash followed the rapper T.I.'s recent disclosure that he takes his daughter to see a gynecologist every year to ensure that her hymen is still intact. His comments last month sparked a national conversation around a procedure that scientists have long denounced as bogus and unsupported by evidence, as well as a violation of women's rights. Um, I actually brought this up because the conversation around virginity is one that's had. In I the wonder church. if he checking his son's booty holes. You know, you don't do. That. He's not checking his son's booty he holes. He should. No, he's not. He's to make sure they're still on. a virgin because <laughs> they might be. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, no. <clears throat> I'm with it. Go ahead. Carry on. Nah, I mean, I, I, so so I listened to that episode, yes. and um, I don't have any kids because, of course, um, man can't get pregnant. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, you don't want to adopt? I, I'm going to have kids, but I just don't get got none now. If men could get pregnant, then I probably have as many as my father, <laughs> um, which is a lot. Nueve. Yeah. Um, but... I have daughters that are my sister's children. Okay. Um, shout out to my sisters who allowed me to co-parent with them. That's, um, that's and my oldest is 15. She'll be 16. Mm. Um, and I was so fucking mortified at hearing that. Yeah, it is the same. most disgusting thing that a father could ever do. I agree. As it relates to a daughter. Um, and, you know, I try very diligently to steer clear of a lot of pop culture drama. Right. Um, and so I didn't opine online or anything like that. It was hard to miss, though. But I mean, it it was hard to miss, but I just think that it's despicable. And so go ahead with your question, because I I, I already know where... So, virginity's discussion in the church um, is what I want to discuss about. And it says, when the Bible uses the word virgin... It refers to an unmarried person who has not had sexual relations. 
Um, for those of you who do read the Bible, um, <laughs> you guys can look at Esther 2.2 and Revelations 14.4. Um, in today's culture, many people use the word virginity to express sexual purity. Um, th- the Bible defines sex outside of marriage as a sin um, because it is a form of sexual immorality. Um, and you can look that up in 1 Corinthians 7, 2. Um, and it says, so therefore, Christians are not to engage in sexual relations at all outside of the boundaries of marriage. True. So that's touching on two things. I wanted to talk, A, about virginity and how maybe you teach it or have that conversation with, you know, your 15-year-old. Cool. So the idea of virginity in the biblical context or the religious context, like the first thing, um, I know you're going to ask later about how I interpret the Bible and how I right. interact with it and everything like that. Um, I am not a person who agrees that the Bible is the absolute word of God. It did not descend from the sky, from the hand of God delivered to us. Um, and, and that's just it. It's pure. It's complete. It's absolute. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not supposed to curse. My brand manager told me not to curse. <laughs> we'll bleep you. We'll bleep um, it out. You ain't got to. Um, <laughs> no, let's do it. But nah, it's, it's like you have to understand what the Bible is before you start trying to control people's lives, mm. right? The Bible cannot be used outside of context. And in order to understand context, you got to understand history. You got to understand mm-hmm. language. You got to understand patriarchal societies and all of those different things in order to understand why there's a premium place on women's virginity and not men. Right. Women are seen as items of control that belong to men right and in near eastern um societies in ancient times and still in some instances now women are seen as commodities right and if i was going to marry you off i don't get premium price for you if you're not a virgin Mm. And so the value exchange, right, if you look at Genesis, when I want to marry somebody's daughter, I had to get cows and goats right. and 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 everything and be like, bro, here you go. This is what your daughter's worth. Absolutely. And then I would acquire you. It was a it was a business transaction between men who believed they owned their daughters, who believed they owned their sisters. Right. Right. And so if you were not a virgin, I would. I might. I might get six less rams. Not rams. I might. <laughs> th- yeah, they, wa- they might want to give me some damn spotted goats. <laughs> and that don't goat. really this, work. No, I got it. You right? Because I need premium goats. That and makes sense. and premium. And so so it starts like you got to understand that context. That makes and sense. then like. We can go through all of that historical stuff and and weave our way down to puritanical and Victorian societies where we get these ideas about purity and chastity. And again, the value of a woman's body with no attention to men. Mm. And we wonder why we have these ideas that men can do any and everything and, and there's no stigma, no negativity attached to it. But women, you're a whore. Right. You get a scarlet letter. You can't hang with my daughter. All of these things about women's purity. And so, like, having understood all of that, I practice a sex-positive theology, which is really biblically based. At the beginning, the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. There was no wedding ceremony. Mm. God just told them, go fuck. <laughs> God said Make that. kids. God- 
Oh, God said, go don't ahead. do that because you, you no, talking to the men. No, no. Your daddy out here with now, nine. Now, listen. My daddy hey, out hey. here with nine. He was listening to the word. <laughs> this man. That's a he place was in the kingdom. the Bible. <laughs> but not. Like, seriously. Right. Like, the Bible is very sex positive in its beginnings. Right? Song of Solomon. It's about sex. Mm. Talking about a woman's breasts and getting all hot and bothered. It's about sex. Like, and then we get later where stuff is attached to it and people who scholars believe had their own hangups with sex right make it hard for all of us but here's the thing i'm going to i'm going to just cut this right here right i am a disciple of jesus if you can tell me what jesus said about sex that's where i'm going to land that's where i'm going to operate outside of that I'm probably not going to give too much credence. So what's crazy is I, right now, I look at the Bible and almost kind of anything. Um, me and the guy that I'm kind of dating right now, we, um, when I was in D.C., we PhD. went to... PhD, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went to um, the museum, um, the African American Museum, and we're looking at all these artifacts, the slave ships with the numbers, and he's like me, we question everything. And so even with the Bible, to me, it's nothing but maybe a, a game of telephone. For those of you who have never played telephone, Woo. this is, yeah. This now is you want to. I know. I'm sorry. This is why the Christians don't be liking me. They don't be liking because me Because I agree with, I, I agree. So yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll explain real quick. For those of you who may have never played telephone, telephone is a game where you sit in a circle. It can be anywhere from five to 25 to 30 different people. And what it is, is you start off with one message. It's literally one sentence. And what you do is you whisper in the person's ear next to you and you tell them what exactly what the person just said verbatim and you go around the circle. And what happens when you get to the last circle, the person says what he was told. And every single time I played that game, the message has always changed by the time he got to the last. I'm person. curious to know, Corey, we've heard the, the telephone thing with the Bible for years, right? Yeah. Like this is something that yeah. we've all agreed on. Right. But I want to know what you do believe. Is there a New Testament? Is there any part of the Bible that you feel like is helpful to your congregation? Or yeah, so with- I, I, I believe that the Bible is here for us to learn and to grow and to and to be the people who God has created us to be. Mm. But anything that is created can be abused and used outside of the purpose that it was designed for. Agreed. The Bible, a car, a like I could take this phone and throw it and hit you in your damn head it with a it. Weapon. Right. Yeah. It ain't what and it's so, supposed to be. And so the Bible has been used that way, right? And again, you have to understand historically what we've gotten today in order to use it correctly. Yeah, don't nobody just, like, you don't pick up something and just go use it. Like, that's why they have instruction manuals. That's why people get PhDs and masters in divinity and, and do postdoc study and all of these different things about the Bible. But for most black folk, especially, we get what we refer to as uninterrogated, inherited theology. Mm. How is it that you can still believe in the Bible be sex positive and judgment free because like i i don't find if i if i'm following the example of jesus who i profess to be a disciple of like how is that different than jesus mm. i like that when when jesus deals with sex the three times that he does is what 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 did you say sex positive, sex positive. non-judgmental right like that's how they he, right. they they catch a woman having sex 
bring her to Jesus. And Jesus starts writing on the ground. And everybody, one by one, they're, they're about to stone her. And one by one, they start walking away. Jesus says, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. Bruh, they just oh, caught her right. having sex. Right. And you trying to let her off? Right. What? Like, but that's Jesus. And so people right. want me to preach hell and damnation about sex when Jesus doesn't do that. When he's at the well with this woman who for for every historical marker that we have is a sex worker. Very much. She had no. Oh. The woman at the well had five husbands. And the one she was with wasn't her husband. <laughs> well shit. Why would somebody at Damn, that I time look into this. have five husbands? What sense did that make? It points to her being a sex worker. Mm. And Jesus isn't judgmental with her. Right. He ain't like, girl, you know you're going to hell. You done had five husbands. and He doesn't even go there. Right. She gets smart with him, and he claps back like, if you knew who I was, you really wouldn't be going that hard like that. Right. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I love how you like deciphering. Yeah, what, what, I, mean, what being said. I mean, it's great to hear, like... I think sometimes when getting into religious conversations and examples that we're setting, et cetera, um, it's great to hear that someone has faith. Cause I mean, we just t- talked about how we don't yeah. believe in Jesus or whatever, I'm- but, and still can be this person. Do you find that like, have you received a lot of backlash? Absolutely. It's, and it's, has it been beyond the internet? Cause the internet argue is a space. Argue with your mama. <laughs> And Listen, I, I get a lot of backlash on the internet. I get a lot of backlash and like in interpersonal relationships, family relationships, all all the time. Right. Um, I had to come to a point where I said to myself over and over and over and over again, I don't need anybody else's permission or affirmation to be who God created me to be. And it's so crazy because we get a lot of like um, letters in our DMs and even people who just, you know, hit us up and are like, I wish I could live as freely yeah. as you, but I, I grew up in the church. And, and so a lot of people actually use it as a hindrance. I wanted to actually, speaking of which, yeah. um, I wanted to get into our kink of the week this week. Um, the kink of the week this week is actually a Reddit letter. Um, so shout out to reddit.com. 
Um, the question is, is it okay to be kinky and Christian? So I'm going to read the letter and I wanted to talk about, again, okay. we talk about kinks, nasty shit. Right. So let's talk about how, how godly or let's ungodly it. it may or may not be. I was wondering what Christians think of being kinky. If you are in a monogamous heterosexual marriage, is it okay to practice BDSM? Jesus didn't have handcuffs. <laughs> Although I am not a Christian. But they had whips. I'm Woo! Say that shit. I'm curious and hope that this question can be taken seriously and answered fully by mature people. Okay. My oh, wife, my. who was raised in a Baptist household, <laughs> but has been an atheist since college, thinks that it should be okay to be kinky. I come from a Catholic family, but have also been an atheist since high school. I think that Christianity, Christianity might conflict with kink because it could be seen as hedonistic or sexual without reproductive intent and i want to talk about that as well got it from our conversation i gather that protestant christians are a bit less strict about sex than catholics but i am not certain can christians be kinky and so i did want to talk about that um because i have heard from the bible that technically sex is created to reproduce okay um we clearly talk about sex in every way Except reproduction, because okay. we are pro-choice around here. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what have you seen as, you know, either growing up or now that you are a part of a congregation, Christian's thoughts on kink lifestyle? So it probably doesn't come up. Um, it certainly doesn't come up with me and the community that I lead, because I think we concentrate too much on what other people are doing in their bedroom. Mind your own damn business. Say that shit. Yeah. Like... Why, why are you worried about what other people are doing? But for the sake of the questioner who has asked that I be mature, <laughs> um, let me again level set. There are at least 20 examples of marriage in the Bible. 20 different examples of marriage okay. that don't necessarily look like what we think marriage is today. Mm. 20 different examples. Mm. So when you talk about a heteronormative marriage, which one are you talking about, bro? Because mm. I can point to 20 different examples. Is it the one where I married you because your father forced me to? Or I marry you because I won you? Or I marry you because you were married to my brother and didn't have no kids and so now I'm supposed to impregnate you? Or is it the mm. version that I marry you because you were poor and uh, picking up She's a wheat in the field. I like, hope which, I get married. Which, for that which, which, which version of this marriage, marriage right. are we? Is it because I married you because I was a great warrior and now I'm the king and you were, you know, the king's daughter? There's a but lot I of high really, low in the Bible. I don't really love yes. you, and so I married somebody else after I killed her husband. Um, and like, which version of marriage are we talking about? Right. But like that. That's where I get a lot of pushback from Christians when I start asking scholarly questions. How mm. long? How old are you, by the way? I am 35, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. yeah. happy belated. How, how long is it, have you been studying the Bible to where you realize you are well-versed amongst us? Uh, so and, and I've been, you, how, I've been in ministry since, literally, since I was eight. Mm. Um. And started really studying the Bible kind of in the way that most Christians and then most typical Christian ministers do from that young age. When I got to college, I started studying from a scholarly academic perspective. And so 18 to 35 has really been like scholarship time 
on task, like studying in undergrad, having access to study in the graduate school of divinity at Howard University. I'm a, see, see, right. Pause, because I'm excited to get into exactly your not only relationship with God, yeah. but your position in the church yeah. um, as a black gay male and, mm-hmm. and kind of what you've had to fight mm-hmm. during these years from 18 to yeah. 35. That's a ton of years. But before we hop into the to the horrible decision, um, which is you, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that this week's episode is also brought to you by Lola. Um, I'm actually excited that Lola has sponsored our show throughout the year. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have noticed and it's a research that me and my friends have done recently um my pussy has been agitated recently by the tampons that i've been buying in the goddamn grocery stores for as long as i can remember the ones um, that everybody man the ones that everyone wears but it's well, they say it's everyone, the applicator too that's what i'm saying i don't know what it is but my my vagina recently has been irritated by by day two which is actually my my heaviest flow I start getting an irritation. It's not a yeast infection. I don't like, and it's literally only during my period. I just start getting really dry and irritated down there. And I have actually used our own goddamn promo code um, to now get Lola. Lola does have um, organic tampons. um, So you don't have all of these other things that are being put into our vaginas, which I think is very important. Um, And also Lola does also have a sex brand. So they have organic lube. They have personal size lubes that you have. They have condoms um, that may or not irritate you. Um, Of course, everyone's body is different, but I appreciate it. And it is a female owned company. So I definitely want to support more than ever before with our promo code. Now you can now get 30% off your first month subscription. So visit mylola.com and enter this promo code. It's WDP30. I know um, before we had another promo code that only gave you guys like 15 or 20% off, but we are now giving 30% off. So when you guys use the promo code, make sure you use WDP30 when you subscribe. Um, the box comes very um, discreet. So you can have it delivered to your job if maybe you feel like you miss packages at home and it comes discreetly so they don't have to know that you're getting lubes, condoms, or tampons. Um, but again, it's something that I'm now using because, yeah, these tampons are fucking me up. So, again, thank you, Lola, for, um, you know, supporting this week's episode. And now back to you and the motherfucking yeah. world of decision. Um, so, yeah, Weezy asked some great questions before getting here. And... I now want to know, yeah, what she said. Go ahead. You said you went from 18 to 35 to where you've technically been in the congregation. Yes or no? As as a pastor. So I've been a minister since since 18. Yes. Okay. Did you grow up in the church? I did. Since I was seven. What about your parents? So no, my parents were heathen. That's why they had all them kids. Not heathen. I hate (laughs) you so much. They was out there just sexing and fornicating. (laughs) So you were like, your parents had no influence on you being in church? No. So I went to a vacation Bible school and it scared the hell out of me and I didn't want to go to hell. So I had to find Jesus (laughs) quick. (laughs) This is the beginning of religious trauma syndrome. Now, I have a friend who actually studies religious trauma syndrome. That's probably an example. We need that. that I'll talk, oh, wow. That I'll talk about with her. But literally, I was scared. I did not want to go to hell. So I started going to church when I was seven after this vacation Bible school. Oh. 
And then I started taking my siblings to church with me. Um, my first ministry assignment, I was eight or nine years old on the intercessory prayer team. I preached my first sermon at 11. Wow. Um, the, so when did, when did you find out you were gay? I, thank you so, for asking because I was yeah. going there next. <laughs> so I, I always, like people ask me this and, and, and they think I'm BSing or something. So I always thought boys and girls were equally unattractive or attractive, <laughs> okay. right? right? And Which... I thought it was disingenuous for guys to be like, oh, she's cute, she's cute, he's ugly, but you can't say he's cute. You a lying nigga, <laughs> right? Like it didn't make sense to right. me. So I just thought, Guys were cute. I get so annoyed thought, at no homo too. I yeah, thought, I hate I, no yeah, homo. Oh, I, hate I thought it. guys were cute. I thought girls were cute. Nothing strange to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I got to high school where you know that little hormone stage. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I know that. And I was life. and I was an athlete, and <laughs> in practice I saw one of my boys, <laughs> oh, shit. and I was like, "Whoo, this little woman here, <laughs> my God." And I, My God, do I, 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 I knew something was up? Um, that dick, but yeah, huh? but um, and so I, I, I probably started realizing it I, maybe in the 11, 12 years old. That's I knew, late. I knew that I was. I mean, before that, I still thought guys were cute. I thought girls were cute. No problem. Yeah, and there was no outside influence, no voices telling me about sex either way. Right. Oh, okay. So there was there was right. none of that going on. So I was just growing up and I a boy was cute, a girl was cute. Do but, you do you remember at all any time going into church and maybe them having that conversation about homosexuality at all? No, nah, my church um my church wasn't that homophobic, like fire and brimstone, if you're gay you're going to hell type church. Right. Um that might be because our minister of music I didn't know this growing up, but our minister of music was gay. Mm. So that might be why um we didn't get a whole lot of that. Okay. But I had a very progressive church at that time that believed a little more differently than other churches so maybe that played into it i don't know because back then i wasn't having theological conversations I mean, like i you, am now. what's your coming out story like so i the first time i sexually engaged with the guy i was 18 it was right before i was getting ready to go to college mm -hmm. and it was over the summer i saw this boy on the bus and he was mad cute not mad cute <laughs> he was mad cute <laughs> And he was looking at me, and I was looking at him. And he was looking at me, and I was looking at him. And he was, I was like, hold up, what's happening? <laughs> and we got off the bus at the same time. And, like, he came over and spoke to me, and that, you know, that energy was there. And Was that your first time having an experience yeah, like that? Yeah. Wow. It, it was. And I, I let him give me head. <laughs> um <laughs> You, you was, both got off the bus. Oh and gosh, off. Thank you, God. Um, it was <laughs> I, all downhill. It was all. Did you <laughs> did you me. have this feeling of guilt after it happened? Probably. Mm. I I'm I mean I'm so far from that experience that I don't even remember those. I I can I can remember key points later where the guilt and stuff changed my life in different ways. But probably. It's so um, it's so funny but, your experience with church and saying that you went to a progressive church actually um helped you 
because to me, my church, I could say was progressive, but in the middle of me going to, to church, my pastor went through a divorce because he cheated on his wife and it was very public in the that news. That can get bad. And so to me, I'm like, my pastor who's preaching the word isn't yeah. even living by the word he's yeah. preaching. And so to me, to, to experience that... Um, and then, of course, he was driving a Hummer. So there was also a question into the financials of our My super mega God. church that I went to. And so this, to me, actually led me to believe yeah. that church, church is was a hypocrites. And that yeah. it was a hypocrisy and that it was nothing but a way for people to make I money. Especially because there also is a separation between state and the church. And so a lot of things are written off. A lot yeah. of things they don't have to pay for. They don't get taxed. I carry that. I carry that with me every day pastoring. Like, well, like, all like, of those, all of those examples oh. of people who use the church for financial good, right? Um, to the mismanagement of the church's finances. Like I carry like how pastors did things right. that they preached against, and then demonized people that did it in the congregation. I carry like the hurt of my friends who were told if you were gay, you were going to hell. The reason you have HIV is because God is punishing you. Like mm. all of these different things. I carry them presently with me all the time. I carry when church leaders have sexually abused other people. Right. And so like all of that stuff that is always insane. present with me. And I'm always walking very, very circumspectly. So I'm never that guy. Like I don't even like, like now people jump in my DMs. And they're like, oh, I knew you from when you were, you know, you preached here or you were in the choir here. And then they find out I'm gay and then they're in my DMs. It's a hard pass yeah. because you know me in the context of ministry. So that's not even a line I cross. Right. Are, you, are your parents proud of you? Yes. Oh, my God. My mom is like one of my biggest fans. My mom started learning more about sex and sexuality, about having a same gender loving son wow. like so that she could be an advocate for me right out one of the most Woke beautiful mom. things that like has it. ever happened man my mom called me one day and she was acting real weird on the phone she was like um you about to get this email and when you get the email just respond to it and i'm like mom <laughs> what is the email but i when it comes you will know just respond and i'm i don't deal like like girl Tell me who's emailing me what they I want. I do that. Yeah, right? And she was like, when you get it, just respond. Uh-huh. And so I got an email from her company. And they were inviting me. They were asking, actually, our shirt sizes for T-shirts for the Pride Parade. Oh. I cried. I was like, oh, my God. You cannot. My mom invited me to do the she wanted to walk in the pride parade with me that's so emotional why am I yeah <laughs> and then when she did and I'm like crying and I looked I cried thank you mommy yo I saw some amazing My, things with wait, amazing parents and pride when I called her and told her she was around my sisters and my sisters was like what we going to <laughs> like and it became it became a family thing and so that. so that's my mom my dad on the other hand, my dad counseled, counseled me through my first gay breakup. Oh. He called me while the dude was trying to break up with he me over like, the phone. Daddy. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, Daddy, like, I cannot talk right now. Like, I'll call you back. And he was like, what is wrong with you? What's happening? And I was like, this boy is breaking up with me. And so he was like, okay, when you're done on the phone, just call me back. So the boy broke up with me and he actually broke up with me because 
I was okay with the idea of having a threesome. Oh, shit. And he was like, you would have a threesome. So if we were together, you would. And he was like, the fact that you would even like that you like threesomes. And he broke up with me. I was in love with him. And he broke up with me. I want to ask you that question then. Do you not conform to monogamy? And is that and how do you teach? Well, or not? Don't teach it. I'll get I'll get there. Like I'm. Monogamy for for me, like wait, and is that word in the Bible? No, it is not. It's, it's not, it's right? It's not. It and again, there are twenty plus different examples that are non-monogamous in the Bible. How can Abraham have a wife and a concubine? Right? My wife couldn't get pregnant, so I'm gonna sleep with her servant to get her pregnant. That's like handmaid's tale. I'm yes, that shit. that's right. That shit well, that's so, so that's Abraham. I didn't know that. Okay. Then Isaac, right? He marries two women, right? He wants to marry one sister. The father tricked him. So he then has to work seven years and marries the second sister, has kids by them. And then when they can't have kids no more, he has kids by their two Now, see, this is a Jamaican Bible. So is this right? the same Bible that... So what's crazy is I think we get confused because so it'd be like, there are So y'all want me to be like monogamous. <laughs> so one of the great examples, yeah, like one of the... Okay. One, one of the good Bibles to read is the Message Bible. It's a great the like, Message Bible. Okay, the Message. It's it's like straight language, it's not crazy. these vows and stuff my, like that. My grand my grandfather actually um, bought me a Bible um, that was yeah. more English, like American English, yeah. like to read. I don't know what the language is. It, I know it, it's English. It may be the American um, standard version, but whatever. It had my name scripted in it. It yeah. had like gold pages, but, but it was one of those Bibles that was the case, easy to read. Whatever I, the it case, didn't say this shit though. Monogamy. It's there. Is there? there monogamy does not exist in the way that we think of it and so as far as i'm concerned right that is between you and your partner right and what you all are able to work out that is best for you that is not harmful to either you or your partner that is the context of being sex positive and practicing a sex positive theology gotcha. that it is not violent or harmful to either of us that are participating in this. And so um, while I operate best in monogamy, that might not be the case for you. Right. And, well, we and, that, that, and that's right. not my, my business to tell you that you're going to hell or it's against the Bible because it's actually not. There are most of the patriarchs in the Bible that start the faith have multiple wives. So get the fuck out of here. Say that shit. I have another question. I feel like if you want to skip it, fine. But I really... Okay. I'm curious. How do you feel about abortion? I don't Mind have business. a vagina. <laughs> that enough said. Let's like, it then. I like that I answer. I don't have a vagina, and so if I felt the way about abortion, I would have to feel the way about masturbation. Mm. Because niggas is out here aborting all the time. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and so that goes back to your question. Huh. That goes, you asked, you asked, I'm serious. You asked earlier about sex for the purpose of procreation and where that idea comes from. It is based in a biblical idea, but we take stuff way too far, right? And again, it's about context. The context that Israel establishes, we're trying to build a nation. The way to do that is to have kids. If you're not having sex for the purpose of having kids, it's a sin, okay? Right. Sex for kids. That's it. Right. That's the established. <laughs> okay. That's the established protocol. Right? Be fruitful and multiply. 
Um, Abraham's descendants are supposed to be as many as the sands on the beach and the stars in the sky. So everything they think about having sex is for the purpose of having kids. Uh, only thing I want to multiply is orgasms. Right? Y'all gonna y'all gonna be in these comments like, oh, right? We, we gonna have and so he's not a representation of my community. <laughs> and so right, they gonna they gonna drag me. And so what happens <laughs> like, is there's a person who right they the the Bible mandates like if you were. If you have a brother and your brother does not have children, right, you have to marry his wife, even if you got a wife, and have kids with her Mm. because we're supposed to be multiplying and sands on the beach and stars in the sky. And this one dude, right, marries his brother's wife and has sex with her, but he pulls out and spills his seed, his semen on the ground. Oh, that's what all the niggas do now. And God... (laughs) God is obviously upset with him, and it's a sin. And so from that story, the Catholic Church derives this idea that if you're not having sex for the purpose of procreation, then it is sinful. So what do you... what? After I can no longer have children, am I supposed to stop having sex? Hell no. What if I have some physical ailment that prevents me from being childbearing? Am I not supposed to have... Like, we don't ask or answer any of these questions questions when we start having these theological ideas and concepts that wrap people's lives up in these damn pretzels. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. No, like wrapping up the horrible decision, the best thing you've read in the Bible that you live by and the worst. The worst thing I've ever heard was like, you have to like live in a different house when your wife's on her period. Yes. And I'll be asking people when people be like, you know, the Bible says that homosexuality is an abomination. And I'll be like, them clothes you got on and that shrimp you just ate is an abomination too. And And you still... When was the last time you put your wife, your girlfriend, your baby mama out the house for two weeks when she was on her cycle, Nick? Two weeks. No, 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 no. The Bible mandates that she has to be outside for two weeks. I know your cycle ain't two weeks. I was about to say, were the weeks different back then? No. Seven days. But you were still unpure. 
That is crazy. You right? Because my peer so you, and then I kind of leaked. And a so bit you had to too. be you had to be outside of the camp for two weeks. That's crazy. Where so they, so so in the wherever you were staying out there, I didn't, I didn't have no period, so I wasn't going to look in the period place. They yeah, just threw wherever them all together. that is, it right? Just had a bunch so of rags if you're not, together, if you're not doing, center, if like you're not doing that, if you're not putting your significant other, your your mother, your wife, your daughter out for two weeks while she's on your her daughter too. Who, if a woman has a cycle, she has to be outside. That is insane. Yeah, so we don't. So, so that's we ain't doing none okay. of that. That's that's so y'all could just heard. leave me alone. What's one of the best? <laughs> what's one of the best things that you've been able to so, interpret and live by because of the Bible? For real, love that Jesus. Neighbor? Yeah, that 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 <laughs> that's that's, that's, one, right? that's probably that's probably one. But one that hits me all the time is when Jesus asked a couple questions. When I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was sick or in prison, did you visit me? And they were like, Jesus, when were you ever sick or hungry or naked or in prison or any of that? And he says, I'm not talking about me, but whatever you did to people who were in that situation, you did to me. Ooh, mm. a read. Jesus was real sarcastic, just like me. <laughs> I try to be a disciple in the most purest of the sense. Um, and so I love that, that, one. that really drives my life. Like, I do like that. I can't I can't walk by homeless people and 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 treat them less than human like i had a situation where somebody called me from jail and i was upset and then check myself like jesus said if you were in prison did you visit me like if you weren't going to accept the call you definitely weren't going to visit so Damn. what are you doing and you call yourself a pastor i ain't even write felon bay a letter you gotta he come came on for me Felon Bay? Felon Bay. He you got to write him. him. <laughs> Just tell him, he, he hey. Jesus right. said, hit him up. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. You and know what? So the that, homeless that thing. That really drives my. I have always noticed one major thing. When people can walk by someone eating out of the trash can. I can't. Me neither. I can't. And I understand I can't help everybody, but I'll be late. I can't. To where I got to. I can't. I mean, and, and if you pass a homeless person, just look them in their eye and say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Good morning. Excuse me. Acknowledge their humanity. Yeah. yeah. Like, just do that and see what happens. Whore the shame hive. around just do homelessness it. Do is it. crazy. Yeah. And so, and, that, and we are all a few paychecks away from being homeless, bro. Listen, Straight up. I mean, rent due tomorrow. Rent due. The, rent due. Rent, rent, right now. Yeah, they oh, it's the, the third. They, they give me to they the give fifth. They give me to the tenth. I'll be paid on the ninth. <laughs> I'm about to be. The pussy popping on handstand. I got listen, to pay the rent. Listen, I'll be happy. Um, before we get out of here, we are going to get into our home mail if you guys want to um send us a home mail please do so in our email it's our easiest way to keep up with all of your letters so that is horrible decisions at gmail.com this one actually came um and thank god it came to our email from a patron i'm super excited this one is re relationship tension I, re I recently got into a very heated fight with my boyfriend. It got very disrespectful, almost to the point of getting physical. That's very unlike us, and I'm really sad it got to that point. During the argument, I said some really hurtful things that I regretted as soon as I said them. It wasn't the typical one-word insults. It was things I had been sitting on for a while, and mm -hmm. he could tell. I know it really hurt him because it's a touchy subject for him. I apologized multiple times, and he apologized to me as well. We're okay at the moment, but I still feel the tension between us and feel awful that I can't take back the things I said. I want to emphasize that him and I have been together for almost six years now, and we have never, ever disrespected each other, even during fights. The guilt of hurting him is really eating at me, and I don't ever want to do that again. How have you guys gotten past anything like this in your relationships? I can't help but feel like I changed our dynamic, and I don't know if we can come back from it. 
Um, you gonna say pray? No, I'm just no. Nope. <laughs> I mean, nope. what's going so, on? So, so I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm also a life coach. Yeah, and so here are for people in relationships. Here are three rules that I have for conflict in relationship. Oh, I like it. One, take notes, y'all. One, we argue about what we're arguing about and nothing else. Mm. If it's about the trash, it's about the trash. If it's about the TV being left on, it's about the TV. Don't bring up the trash when we're talking about the TV. Ooh, if I like you had that. an issue with the TV, bring up the TV at that time. We argue about what we're arguing about, nothing else. That's a great rule for right? podcast. Right. And so, uh, ain't and, it though? Say and, it. And it, really it will is. force, I'm, you, I'm, it no, will like force you to deal with stuff that you got going on and not do what this right, what this writer says that she did which was it was stuff that she been harboring mm-hmm. and stacking chips so Bro, could, like, I'm telling you so, I've never been able to hold water but so, it's a blessing and a curse if you we argue about what we arguing about Say nothing else shit. so Say- so deal with the stuff that you gotta deal with at that time number two you don't get to characterize or name call during an argument mm. ain't none of that You you get to talk about how you feel you get to talk about how something made you feel. You get to talk about how you interpret it, but you don't get to call me names. You don't get to characterize me. You can ask a couple questions. That's it. Again, we're we, we, we taking notes right now. Because that is exactly why you're in the position you're in feeling guilty now. Because you said something that you knew would hit hard for somebody that you love. And of course, you would carry some guilt about that. Right? Yeah. So that's just out. You got to figure out another way to communicate name other than name calling and too. characterizing people. Like when you do that, like that stuff never goes away for you or them. So we Agreed. argue about what we arguing about. No name calling, no characterizing. The last thing is the timeout. Like if we in an argument and it's getting too heated, either of us gets to call a timeout, which means an hour I walk away from you. You walk away from me, and in an hour, 60 minutes, we come back. Oh, I like the time And we out. have this conversation. Yeah. Mm. You got to deal with Table whatever. It. You got to, and not longer than that. I like that. You got to deal with whatever you, if you need to sip a cup I of coffee, hours, I go, if you need I go, to go. do some yoga or whatever it is, like, no, because what tends to happen is if I can just call an indefinite timeout, I can walk away from this and we don't have to deal with whatever it is. Mm. But the timeout is only for an hour. Either of us gets to call it. And when we do the other stops, you don't get to make no more comments. Corey, you're Corey, we going we to hire you as the, and, as the coach for this podcast. <laughs> Maybe Jesus is real. Because and, and you came it, in here right? saying some shit that honestly, and like, it, like, like we then I just got, um, you know, into just a debate. There's a lot going on with the tour, with building a team with yeah. with with just a lot I guess when you have a business um specifically one um and I'm not going to talk about how much money we we brought in this year but it was a whole lot um and so I know they say you know money money ch- you know yeah. more money more problems yeah and and the idea that it does bring happiness has been one that I've found now not to be true um and so yeah we've been back and forth it's with, about with, with, with our communication and it's really skills as well and it's really so I, I have a certification in conflict resolution and mediation. See? Right. And so communicating in any relationship is probably one of the most important Agreed. things and how you communicate. And so that's why I have those three established rules for relationships, especially romantic relationships. Like I don't. I don't I just don't do that at all. I'm not calling people names like I'm not characterizing like I'm not bringing up 
subterfuge from other arguments. Right. And if you operate that way, you deal with whatever the issue in front of you is. And walk away. And, 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 and then that's it, and that's it. Right. And so the resolve for that is like you're going to feel guilty and that should shape your actions. That should shape how you reflect on the next time you get to that point where both of y'all are heated. And I'm about to say something again that I know I'm going to regret. And you have the immediate past regret to reflect on. So you literally, you literally I'll have, just answered this whole thing. You did great. Yeah, I don't like, have no, no answers for you except that it affects how you move forward. And I, hope that that he's cool and and that you all can continue to grow. If he's hurt or there needs to be some healing or whatever there, then y'all got to do that work. But there's no quick fix, no easy answer to that. I was, I, I, that was that was she could have paid for that. That was beautiful. Hon- no, honestly, she probably should have. Like that was beautiful, and that was actually something that probably couldn't have come at a better Click time. And donate on their Patreon. Hey, say that shit. Um, before we get out of here, say again where our listeners can find you and what projects you have going on. Yeah. And drop your church again. Because listen, Chicago, we have a huge following in Chicago. I know. Yes, they love us out there. And we come into Chicago I know, on the 26th. I know they're going to be. Like, we have a big following there. I know they're going to be at your church. Saying, oh, God. Yes. I heard you on that whole show. <laughs> God bless you. Amen. <laughs> so you can find me on all social media platforms at Corey L. Scott. I'm actually trying to find um, you and I couldn't. Could you elaborate? C-O-R-Y-L-S-C-O-T-T. No E. No E. My mama knew how to spell. She didn't need no extra letters. Hey, say that shit. Corey L. Scott, Instagram, Twitter. If you add me on Facebook, I'm probably not going to add you because I don't know you. Same. This is a very godly Insta. And so, so my Instagram is only work, um, grapevine stuff. Uh, the projects that I got going on right now. Thank you. My book just yes. came out. Um, recently, it is the counterculture devotional, the journey to being the person God created you to be. I love it's it. It's a thirty day devotional um, that just gives thirty lessons that Come help on, you website. get to um, being the person you were created to be. It's not really heavy. Um, it's real easy to get through. Um, so that is happening right now. It is actually how I'm living and paying my bills and all of that. So please buy my please book, CoreyLScott.com. And so I'm trying to be like y'all when I grow up. <laughs> oh, stop. Right. I am launching my own podcast next year called My Brilliant Friends. I love and it. And it's actually going to be a podcast about friendship. From the lens of my friends that have different expertise. Corey, you are the first person I've heard in a long time describe eloquently what their podcast is about. Yeah, I do like that. People are like, it's going to be about my friends. We're just going to talk about the Lord. Like, it's funny. Yeah. Cause I, and I said that um, I did the, the Gotham podcast seminar and they were coming up asking questions. And it wasn't until I got to one and he eloquently not only said the name of his podcast but what it was about after introducing himself and i'm just like for you to have a brand and know specifically yeah. your, who you are who your audience is and what you're giving and, to somebody it's it's what's nice so we it's, know where we're gonna get ourselves into yeah and so it. it's gonna be about friendship from my friends different professional lenses so friends that are doctors we'll talk about how you're a friend when you have a friend who's going through some terminal illness or that friends so, that do ooh, relationship. Friend when you do it. Yeah, we're going to talk Listen. about all things friendship because we got podcasts that talk about sex. We sure do. Uh, we got podcasts that talk about relationships and Please politics and all us. of this different stuff. I, and I so I, I really value friendship a great deal. So my brilliant friends dropping in 2020. 
great. Holla, I appreciate Thank you for y'all coming. so much. Um, for all of you guys listening to this week's episode, I also want to let y'all puss ass hoes know we is pulling up to motherfucking Boston this week. So we will see y'all Thursday. That is December the 12th. There are still tickets available. So please go to HorribleDecisions.com. Boston, we want y'all to... Turn up, turn out. This is our first time in Boston, and y'all know y'all I better on, show up. I still yeah. Like also, there, uh, so. anybody who is it's listening to this that does uh, video and takes photos, send us a DM to the Horrible Decisions Instagram, um, and hopefully you can put together some B roll for the show. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited again. If you're in Boston, please cop your tickets now. Um, we will be at the Somerville Armory. Also, that is our last show of 2019. Um, For you guys who aren't hip on it, we will be in Detroit on January the 18th. We will be in Cleveland on January the 21st. And Cleveland, we need y'all to cop these tickets. I ain't even gonna hold you. I looked at them today like, maybe we ain't finna go to Cleveland. I done called the agent like, Cleveland ain't fucking with us. I don't know. So Cleveland cop them tickets. Then we're right back in motherfucking Chicago. If they live in Cincinnati... All um. Oh, what West right Bumblefuck, Ohio? Whatever you at, and, and they've just been asking. Get the tickets. Get the tickets. Damn. Come we have a dope show planned for y'all. Um, and then on the twenty second, we go into Chi Town. Y'all are not disappointed. Yo. Y'all, y'all are up there with them numbers. Look good. So Chicago, we looking forward to seeing y'all. And we're in Chicago. You have to come, Corey. Yeah, you I'm have coming. To. You have to. And all of these, we gonna go. come make you give a scripture Ooh, verse on, Lord, on stage. I'm on, I'm, I'm, we gotta do a kick of the week. We gotta, we gotta do, we gotta can do I, a, Can I just tell y'all one one last thing? Okay, dicks. when when people when I be when <laughs> when 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 God permits me to have sex, mm. um, and people be you in the moment and they be like, "Oh my God!" I be like, "I'm not God. I just work for him." <laughs> You're annoying. You're annoying. It's my favorite line. <laughs> You're you, of course. It's it a is. good one. Of course it is. Thank you so uh, much, we, Corey. You thank guys, you. Thank you. I, I do Say your let church you guys... name one more time. Transformers Church Chicago. Transformers. Yes, Transformers Church Chicago will be there on the 22nd. Also, guys, we added a second show. So, New York, that's January 25th. Cop your tickets now. We oh. live at motherfucking Sony Hall. The 24th is sold out. Um, depending on how tickets work, if people want to exchange, you may be able to still come on the 24th. So, keep checking that link. It is at HorribleDecisions.com. Also, shout out to Dallas. Y'all coming the fuck through. Them tickets bigger than Houston. I'm like, okay, Dallas really love us. So, Dallas, shout out to y'all. We'll be there. Houston February. was like, we seen them hoes already. Right. I'm like, Houston, <laughs> y'all, y'all don't want Dallas to beat y'all hoes because they, they looking nice and Dallas. So Dallas will be there February the 20th. And then Houston, we will see you on the 23rd. All the other cities for the West Coast and Southeast will drop them dates in January. Again, shout out to our patrons. If you want to become a patron, go ahead, log in, patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. You get another three episodes per month. Um, also, we're going to leave you guys with a five-minute bonus clip. Corey, thank you so much for having this motherfucking conversation with us. You are a blessing to us. And I love you and thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you guys have any questions or comments, please lock them in the SoundCloud, in the YouTube, under Coriel Scott's Instagram page. And if you're in the mood for some more gay shit, our next episode coming, you can listen to it right now. It's about to drop on Patreon. It's featuring Alex. He's also gay as fuck. You're going to hear this five minute clip and the episode of your patron. Bye. And he also told me that um, in his hometown, there's a, a place in the woods. The, the locals know it's, about it but you can go into the woods and there's a like certain a glory spot tree. and you can literally get your dicks someone's like normally now, always there's there there's a website like a I can't remember what it was but it's like a blue background and my friend used it in New York to figure out what saunas he could 
get his dick sucked in. Do you know do you what that is? A blue. Well, oh, I remember no. you talking I remember about it there too. used I remember. to be something called like Squirt that would show you, like Squirt.org, but I don't even know if that exists anymore. Not an org. But I know that you can literally just type like gay cruising areas and <laughs> oh. uh, that's the thing. Um, it used to. I've never used it. I just know of this. Find the video. Like, honestly, like there you spots. go. Yeah, but yeah. you can also you can just kind of Google it. Go to USA. Oh, is it making a sign up? Oh, we might have to sign. Oh wait, yeah. no. Regions. I think you have go to, to New York. City on the right. No. Yeah, look for. Oh damn! Okay, God, right, go oh, back to the left. Every goddamn city. Ann Arbor, God, Alea, Hawaii. You and the three gay guys there. But you can kind of just as easily like google like but the thing oh, is look. in in new Downtown york brooklyn macy's yeah i will say though a lot of this probably isn't like as busy as you would think because like now people are just like usually using the the internet to okay, right. there's 35 comments there's 100 comments to the new york marriott east side on 49th well, street so you gotta think like, about look, there's comments this website also been around for like 12 years so oh, okay, right okay. so like um, pre pre app era i Click think on yeah a lot Macy's. of lot more people are using apps and i think that like cruising is you're gonna oh wait let me read off this uh hot spots bars clubs beaches hot springs gyms hotels campgrounds uh groups nudist joe leather Washrooms, cottages, bathhouses, saunas, theaters, bookstores, sex shop, truck stops, and rest areas and parks. What is Joe? J O. J O. Jerk off, probably. Oh, what context? Oh, Points for to sure. It. That makes sense. No, it's oh, a yeah, new jerk off groups. And that's that's something too that I found out that a lot of gays do, where they're not necessarily touching each other, but they have jerk off parties. And they'll, like my my friend told me about this, and I didn't know it was like a thing. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting together, and we're having a jack off party." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "And I'm not gonna say which friend it was, but he's like, yeah, there'll be like four of us. Like that's like the minimum, but sometimes it can get to like twelve of us, and they're all just in a room." And they're moaning and jacking off until everyone just squirts everywhere, but no one touches the other. They're just kind of jacking off in I mean, front of each other. That I think, like, also, like, that's exhibitionism voyeurs, and that's it is. I want to like, I want to like one? fuck somebody though. No, oh. I've had, I've been to like orgies. I've been to a lot of sex parties. I hosted like a, a orgy once in my apartment. Um, how big is your apartment? Uh, it's not huge, but like an orgy. Like, what? So, how many people do you need for an orgy? Four? Like, yeah, like there four, were like yeah. maybe like eight of us in total, Ooh, like at one time. What group six? I live in I live in Queens, but like right on the border. Of I Brooklyn. didn't even know anyone okay. lived there. So like Ridgewood, Bushwick. I mean, like, oh, so you got a big one? I only go to Queens. Not for the really. <laughs> not. It's not big. It's not like big. It's like definitely more space than I would like find something than you would find in Manhattan. Like, tell us about your orgy. Had you met them before? Um. So some. So on that, somebody had added me to it. I don't know. I don't know if they found me on Grinder because you can kind of link it to your Instagram, right? But somebody had you added can? me. I didn't. know Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You can link it to your Instagram because like people always want to see, see like more pictures. and also like you want to get a really clear idea because somebody sends you four or five pictures that might not real. be what they look like. So I want to. I want to go on Instagram. I want to look at pictures. I want to look at. I want to see you with friends and make sure you, yeah, you hang with yeah. people. Yeah, I want to see like videos. I want to. I might want to hear what your voice sounds like if if I can. I'm like that that's person. helpful, I love, right? Yeah. Whenever I see a video, I'm like thirsty. I'm like because it like yeah. factors into your like attraction for somebody. It does. Um, but uh, somebody had added me to an Instagram group that was like basically meant for coordinating like group sex. Um, and I'm like, and you I, responded. You ain't say how y'all like uh, you just. 
I, I'm trying to. I think probably I had chatted with them on Grinder first, and I think maybe they asked me, and I was like down. I was looking at the guys. I'm like, okay, they're cute. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.